Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And today is Monday the what first time we've been on in may in the month it's of may? the first may broadcast yeah. that's correct you are correct taylor it is may already the fifth month of 2021 yeah and it just keeps getting crazier all the time mm-hmm. scientists are now blending cells to form human monkey chimera did you yeah, read that on that yeah that's incredible that's what are they doing i, I don't know I, I mean um you know, as believers, uh, at some point, I mean, we're supposed to have a Christian worldview about these things, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like when you look at what's going on and um, it, we just see our whole world unraveling around us. And uh, it's just the whole, the whole idea, God created us. And I heard a guy talking the other day, you know, there's a big fascination right now with UFOs. Mm-hmm. Have you seen that yeah. all over the news? Yeah. New sightings, new this, new that. And uh, he was asked, well, well, what does the Bible say? Well, the Bible says that what? In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. Mm-hmm. He made the sun and he made what we have here. I mean, like. You know, scientists have said, well, there's solar systems and there's all these other things out there around the world. And I'll remind our listeners that everything scientifically discovered in the past 2,000 years has always validated biblical truth. It's never invalidated biblical truth. And so the idea right now that... uh, you know, people get so enamored. It's just a distraction by the enemy of, of our world. People are more focused on other things than on doing the right things, on seeking God. I mean, we live in a godless culture right now. I mean, when you start talking about, you know, blending monkey cells and human cells to try to, I don't even know. Do you, do you know, have you read what they're trying to do with it? Do you know even know what they're no. trying to do uh-huh. with those? Uh I mean, um, I mean the, I mean they. I I have no idea why they would think it would be okay to do this. I guess in the name of trying to do something in medicine, right? Yeah, and, I, I I was kind of confused about that. It seems like it's uh, just a oh, because we can, we'd like to try it. I I didn't uh, research into it too much. Now there, I mean, could be some benefit that they claim that you can get out of it, but it just seems like a. Something that I wouldn't want to pursue if I was a scientist, but I'm but, not. So. Well, here, here's the thing: evolution says that we just all we came from animals. Mm-hmm. That goes. I mean, God says He created man. Mm-hmm. So there's the rub. You you either buy into it or you don't. You either believe it or you don't. Well, 
I believe that we can we could have come from animals. The only problem is that scripture says God made us from what? Dust. Mm-hmm. So and I think it requires more faith to believe in evolution than it does to believe in the God of the Bible. Because when we look at the Bible, we still have a document that for 2,000 years has been attacked. They've tried to destroy it. And again, there's been no scientific, no geographic, no historical artifacts that have disproved anything in the Bible. They've only affirmed it. And when they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, they found out how accurate it really was. So um, when when you look at what Scripture says, you either can say, I believe it or not. I mean, you know, we take this first segment, we usually talk about what's going on in our culture. I mean, just when I saw that, um, Chimera is part human, part animal. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of Greek mythology, I think. Uh, uh, But, you know... What it says, the Time Magazine article said, in a groundbreaking experiment, researchers have have successfully created the first human monkey chimera. I mean... It's just cells, though, right? Like, it's not like an embryo or anything like that. Well, no. Or what is it? it, Well, it... it, uh, This work uh, describes the first embryo... It is an embryo. Oh, wow. ...containing human... And monkey cells that was cultured for 20 days. Um, and he says, we read that um, of decades of work in understanding early embryo development in non-human species, which they hope will apply to humans. Um, but it's bound to raise ethical questions about combining human with different species. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it is talking about embryo work and doing stuff, which is just crazy, almost like something out of a weird sci-fi movie that you read about and then you see. <laughs> yeah. I would like to know the ins and outs of that as far as, you know, I, I saw the, the headline, but, uh, it, I, I don't know. It just would, I'd be interested to see if what they really had there, was it like just one cell of, you know. A human, one human cell in a in, in a monkey embryo, and oh yeah, we got you know this or that, or or was there really a true viable embryo that had a you know was a mix of the two? Or yeah, yeah. Well, you know, let's say let, twenty days. So then after that, did they they scuttle it, or did the thing not you know survive? Well, or, you don't know. Yeah. But they just put this article out, mm-hmm. and again, it is kind of it's it's. I, I feel like we've kind of got with the internet this Tower of Babel moment mm-hmm. where people think they can be god yeah you know and if 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 an uh, embryo has animal non-human cells in it because the difference between humans i know dog owners cat owners horse owners other (laughs) people out there might disagree but humans have souls there's a difference god breathes the soul into the human being that he doesn't breed a soul into an animal he doesn't talk about their i mean whether animals have a soul or not but Mm -hmm. we know for that that human beings do and um so um and and a lot of times we we get this ends justifies the mean mentality well if it can help develop a cure for cancer is it okay is it i mean at what point do you draw the line yeah and so uh you know um 
one one uh, researcher at Harvard said that um, I don't see this type of research as being ethic, ethically problematic because we have lofty humanitarian goals. We want to do good things. In other words, the ends justifies the means, and that's what happened in Russia. That's what happened in Germany, and and really, I'm telling you right now, you know. I don't want to go off on this mass kick with you or the vaccine kick uh, too much, but you know people the, the the people that are masking out there almost wearing that like a MAGA hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they really are. And if you don't wear that, then you're not part of the group. I mean, like we, where have we come? My wife and I went and saw um, our daughter dance in a Nutcracker that was supposed to go on last December, but it didn't. It got pushed. And University of North Florida would not even let kids, like I'm talking four-year-olds, three-year-olds, be up on the stage without masks dancing. And we're watching all these high school students, all these kids dancing on stage wearing masks. And you can see them huffing and puffing under the mask. I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we we doing with our kids? I mean, it's time really for the people to start making their voices known about this. Um, by the way, Thursday, I'm going to have Congressman John Rutherford on, who's a congressman for this area of Florida, and he's been on a couple of times. He's a believer, loves the Lord. And I just called him. I said, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? I feel like our world is kind of falling apart in a lot of ways. And what's the future? Are we going to have vaccination uh, passports? Are we going to be mandated to have I, I saw one lady lost her job because of that mm-hmm. people i mean literally uh, there's a renewed effort right now i went into a store the other day and and i've not worn a mask in there and i'm since really uh, august i mean i haven't been you know and i know the people that work in there and they're like well, where's your mask and i'm like i haven't worn a mask since august what are you talking about Oh, well, corporate's coming down on us. So there's like mm. this renewed effort to get people to mask up. And even President Biden was interviewed about why he's vaccinated and he's wearing a mask. Just want to be safe. I mean, like uh, 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 this fear thing has just gone ballistic. And I, I, I was in Publix yesterday out at the beach. I was the only person in there without a mask. I'm just like. My goodness, we right now one hundred million people are vaccinated, which that, that's a whole nother issue. We don't, I don't want to get into. But um, so going back to the original thing with this monkey and human, why does the you know why are we allowing the ends to justify the means? We've never been those kind of people. God's people look to God; He is the means. It, you know, and and we're not people of fear; we're people of faith. And I really think that. Uh, like that pastor up in Canada, mm-hmm. get out of here! Yeah, what do you, you don't have a right to be here. We need to stand up to people who are trying to infringe things upon us that they don't have a right to. Yeah, I think we need to rediscover as a as a people and as a nation the the doctrine of the lesser magistrate, which is something that uh, you know led us into the Revolutionary War. Some of our thinking. Um, uh, as far as why we thought it was okay to uh, create a new nation and to push back against the king, um, I think we need to re-look at that and realize that you know if we don't act locally, um, you know nothing's going to change. And if we just wait back and wait for someone else to do it, well, 
it's not going to happen because there's going to be too many people who are just afraid to push back. Yeah. So, all right. We'll be back with more after the break. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. Look down from a broken sky Traced out by the city lights My world from a mile high Best seat in the house tonight Touchdown in the cold black top Hold on for the sudden stop Breathing the familiar shock of confusion and chaos That is Give Me Your Eyes by Brandon Heath. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, the first segment of the day, we usually talk about the news and what's been going on uh, kind of throughout uh, our culture or locally, just kind of talking about some um, local things or, or, or broader things. That, and we talk about it from a Christian worldview, a Christian perspective. We were just talking uh, a little bit about science and, uh, you know, how, the lack of a Christian worldview and how that can lead us to do things that don't seem to make a lot of sense. And um, you were talking about uh, the, the human uh monkey uh, hybrid uh, quote unquote like I said I would really like to know more about you know what that uh, really entails but you said that a a uh, a professor from where was it uh, some Harvard I well, was doing research at Harvard yeah, yeah but uh, said you know I don't see any sort of ethical dilemma with this and, and it just made me think right when you said that I was like I bet that person is probably poor pro-abortion because you know of course you wouldn't see an ethical dilemma because you don't have a value uh, of life and and so like i said really interested to know like what really went down is, is going down with that but i think it, it is a broader uh point to be made about how we have lost the value of life and like you said that's what well, well here's the thing we've lost the value of a life we've mm-hmm. lost the value of the institution of marriage mm-hmm. um if you remember back when the court talking about the supreme court ruled against the defense of marriage act they, they said that, well, this is really just about allowing homosexual people to have the same rights as heterosexual people. It's about their rights. That's what they said, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't trying to redefine marriage. Well, I'm sorry, that's not true. It was about redefining marriage. Listen to this. All right. On November 20th of last year, two women 
walked down an aisle, exchanged rings, shared their first and only kiss. Um, they consider themselves besties. Uh, they consider themselves queer and open to dating anyone but each other to have a sexual relationship with anybody else. Uh, they met 10 years ago, almost nine years ago, and they decided to get married and have a platonic marriage for the purpose of doing life together, but not have a sexual relationship together. And, um, you know, if you stop and think about the reason God gave marriage was for a man and a woman to be together as one, that oneness is celebrated in sexual um, unity that produces children normally, not always, but normally. And those children are then trained in the faith and it's passed down through your children. Uh, that can't happen with a man and a man or a woman and a woman. They have no biological way apart from technology, the same technology that can be used to take monkey um, cells and put into human cells. So you got to ask yourself, you know, where is this going to stop? I mean, like, uh, basically, we are denying God in his creation and his design. Anytime we affirm that and so now we got to the point where we're trying to do polyamorous marriages multiple partners people now doing platonic marriages they don't understand we are redefining marriage in our culture Mm -hmm. i mean and so uh, for believers there's no wiggle room in the bible for this this is not this is not a debatable issue you know yeah no it's not and uh, you know, when uh, you you were saying that it's about you know the homosexual right to get married, I mean, I think that the the proper answer to that would have been to say, well, they do have the right to get married because marriage is between a man and a woman, and anyone in America can do that. Um, but instead, it was to carve out a whole new uh, caveat, a whole new definition of what uh, marriage means. And I don't think that uh, I don't think that you can do that. I think marriage by an institution is is defined by something higher than what a court says. Well, you got this guy who's a family therapist in California who says we have to acknowledge that we've normalized heterosexual relationships, monogamous relationships, to the point of stigmatizing other kind of relationships. That's just the idiotic. <laughs> I know. He says all of this to say it's probably happens a lot, but people don't talk about it much because their relationships are invalidated by others when they're seen as not being part of the norm. I mean that that it isn't that the, well, the I, biblical view of I mean it's it is only, the norm. Yeah, not only that, it's the historic view. Not to say that there haven't been you know small scale cultures like tribal cultures that have done different, but historically speaking, that is the norm. The normative uh, approach to marriage or to human male and female interaction is one uh, man and one woman. Now, obviously, there was like I said caveats on on tribal levels and stuff, but marriage between a man and woman. For the, for the most part, has been, uh, you know, the norm. Well, here's the thing. Marriage, my my highest loyalty in life is to my wife other than Christ. Mm-hmm. And it should be for every married couple. It, you're, you're, it should be more that, that the marriage relationship is so sacred that God used it 
for an illustration mm-hmm. of of the church's relationship with Christ. And the the husband wife relationship should be so valued and so prioritized. No child should come between it. No um, other goals should come between it. Uh, that relationship, this is your, your. it is a lifelong relationship is what it should be. It's not always. And what's happened in our culture is it's diminished the value of it so much that now you have the church that is has a, a higher divorce rate as people outside of the church. Why? Because they've stopped normalizing that they don't view it as and and listen there are people out there who i know uh have have been abused they've been uh uh, mistreated uh they've been abandoned my heart goes out to women that were not cared for the way they should and even men whose wives decided to leave them Uh, but that doesn't mean that you take the standard down and say okay it's okay, you know, we just got to change everything. God's standard has always been that one man stays married to one woman his entire life. Yeah, and that, that's been the design, and just because that there's, um, you know, there there there's a sin that's involved, and so that people, you know, people don't uh, experience what marriage is supposed to be, that doesn't mean that we should just abandon uh, what marriage has been about. And as our culture, we've taken a marriage, marriage away from that lifelong bond that's designed to produce children and, and said, well, you know, it's really just about your feeling and how you feel. And, you know, if you feel like uh, this thing isn't working out, you know, we have no fault divorce. And, uh, you know, you feel like uh, we, we, we don't want to have kids. Uh, well, we have abortion, you know. And so the whole the whole Christian concept of what marriage should look like and what it should be about has been completely eroded to the point that, like you said, the, the, the church doesn't quite even understand you know, the significance of marriage. I mean, it's the first institution that God set up looking in the Bible. You know, that's the, the one of the first, that's part of the first things. That's something that should be integral to the way that we approach life. And yet it's more and more just something that's done for convenience or pleasure or, or what have you. Well, that's one reason I, I'm excited about this week. And we're looking at a guy who was courageous and we need people who will take a courageous stand for Christ and our culture. And, you know, I, I, wh- whether you agree philosophically with the guy in Canada who basically told the police they had no right to be in his church building there to, mm-hmm. to come in there and do that, you, you have to applaud the guy's courage. I don't see pastors down here doing that. Yeah. And they go, well, we got to respect the government. He's saying, listen, you don't have a right to be in here. Yep. See, Paul said, hey, is it right for you to be arresting a guy who's a Roman citizen who's uncondemned? Paul exercised his rights. He did. Mm-hmm. To Why? For the glory of God. And we, we can't cower and allow people to do things that are not legal. And that's what those people were doing up there. They were just using their badges to walk in there. They had no right to be there. Otherwise, they wouldn't have left. Yeah, well, and also, you can't elevate man's law above god's law and i think that say that again you can't elevate man's law above god's one law. more time <laughs> you can't elevate man's law above god's law and so that that's something that you you want to give respect to caesar but if caesar tries to usurp 
uh, you know, the place of God in your life. You, you can't allow you don't that to bow happen. before the emperor. Yeah. And, you know, you know th- this thing, um, you know, when we look at the life of Stephen, he is such a fascinating guy to me because he had such a short life as far as we know. Um, we don't know how old he was. But what I mean by life, life in the Lord, mm-hmm. he was an, he was not a believer, most likely before Pentecost. And so he was one of the guys that was picked to be one of the seven that would remedy the problem of logistics they were having because of the rapid growth. And, um, you know, what's interesting is he goes before the Sanhedrin, the same Sanhedrin that ordered Jesus to be crucified, uh, sent him to Rome. Uh, to to Pilate, the same Sanhedrin that um, arrested the apostles and then beat the apostles after arresting the second time. And when we come back, I wanna I wanna kind of put some thoughts out there about death, because most of us live like we've got all this time left, mm. and uh, we don't know what tomorrow holds. Death is a, you know, every time you go to a memorial service, every time you go to um, somebody's funeral, it's a reminder that we're mortal. These bodies are going, are are just transitory. They're just basically a tent, Paul calls them in Corinthians. And so uh, death really reveals who we are. I mean, what we really value. Uh, At that moment that you think you may be dying, if it's imminent, You're not thinking about temporal things. You're not thinking about the size of a boat you always wanted. You're not thinking about your bank account. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that and ask you a question out there. So I hope you'll stay tuned with us on SWAT Radio. All right, so we will be back with more after the news. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to our sponsor, Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. also like to take a little bit of time to give a shout-out to our listeners listening in Virginia at the Lighthouse, as well as in Meridian, Mississippi, listening on WMER, and all of you who are listening on online wherever you may listen around the country or the world we'd also like to give a shout out to our local listeners listening here at 91.7 in jacksonville 91.9 in st augustine and 91.3 in Folkston, georgia you're listening to swat radio stay tuned we'll be back with more after the news SWAT Radio. That is Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us, we are looking at Acts chapter 6, verses 8 through 15 this week, um, and we are talking about Stephen. We kind of left off right as we were getting into it, and we're going to pick up there uh, today. Or, not today, now that the break's up. <laughs> right now. Today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Today, right now. I was, going, I was talking about death. You know, Taylor, um, have you ever had a moment where you thought death was imminent like within 
wherever you were at at that particular time like really like, yeah yeah not like for like a pro like a, someone pulled out on me when i was on my motorcycle and i had to take a pretty drastic evasive maneuver to yeah to to not get hit um so yeah but it wasn't like how old were you when that happened 25 were you married no no so you were still young and invincible i mean <laughs> i mean uh it's interesting when you, but but even then, uh, did it did when you thought about that? Did it make you think about your life at all? Were you too young to really think about it? You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you're younger, you tend not to think. Well, that's just a bad thing. You know what I'm saying? You don't think I really almost died. Yeah, well, it shook me up, and uh, you know, it was around Christmas time. It was like the day before Christmas. I was heading to my parents, and uh, yeah, so I, I mean, it didn't. I didn't dwell on it too long, but it, yeah, it shook me up for, you know, a couple hours. Well, I, I've had two near-death experiences that really, I mean, I literally thought I was dying within a short amount of time. Um, and when you have those moments, it, like I said before we went to break, you're not thinking about, uh, you know, a nice car you wanted or a boat you might have wanted to buy. You're not thinking how much money's in your bank account, how big a house that you you didn't get. You're thinking about one thing, and you're thinking about you're about to meet God. I mean, that, that was what went through my mind in both 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 instances. And you know, as we think about our life in Christ or our life here on Earth, we, we have to ask ourselves the question: How important to us? is what God has done for us. In other words, not just so often when we think about what God has done for us personally, we only think about it through the lens of our life. And by that, I mean, we think about, okay, you know, I made some bad choices, man, and God's redeemed it. And we, we stop there. But do you realize all the things God went through and allowed and was sovereign over to get you to the point of being behind a microphone today to tell people and help uh, distribute to people hope in Jesus Christ. I mean, when you think about going all the way back to Abraham, hmm. I mean, most of us don't think without Abraham, we don't think about his factor in our life. Right. We don't think about um, the fact that at 190 years old for his wife he had a son who was a child of promise we don't attribute a, we don't attribute that to grace in our life mm-hmm. uh, we don't think about how god saved moses you know redeemed him from the, the 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 nile river and how that impacted me and you you know his people had to be preserved and so when God started with Abraham and unfolded the whole story throughout time to bring you into his family, I mean, when you start adding up all those possibilities or, in a lot of cases, impossibilities that God was involved with, how important is that to us? How much do we value it? Um, how much do we love him because of that? You know, you you think about your dad, um, and, you know, your dad played pro football, and um, I know you played college football. And, you know, your dad, I think, you know, by the time you were in college, he was out, right? He was mm-hmm. out of it. Mm-hmm. 
but but let's say your dad was still on a team, and let's say your dad not only was on it, but he was coaching a team, and he brought you on that team out of college and helped you be part of that team, even though you didn't think you should be. I mean, you knew you didn't wasn't quite as good as this, but he would you be grateful to that just to be up at that level? I mean, go back to when you were there. I know you realize now that that you did it, but I'm just talking about you you would you would be so grateful for him doing the things he did to get you there but in the christian life we don't think that way we don't think about all these things god accomplished in our life and i i'm reminded of um of the story of the woman who you know she she cried on jesus feet and washed his feet with her tears and her hair dried dried her dried his feet with her hair kissed his feet and the religious guy goes, hey, he doesn't even know what kind of woman this is. And he says, let me tell you a story. And he tells a story about two people forgiven. One's forgiven a big debt. One's forgiven a small debt. And he said, who's going to love more? Well, of course, the one who's forgiven the big debt, he says. And so he points out to the guy who was hosting this party, hey, I came in. You didn't do your basic customary greetings. But this woman has you know, fallen at my feet, washed my feet with her, with her tears, and and he's telling the whole thing. He's who's been forgiven much, loves much. Well, that's important for us to to look back in our lives and say, yes, he's forgiven me much. But it's also important to realize all the other things he's done to get us to this point. You can't just wipe those away. They're part of our story. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about that, that Abraham is a part of your story? No, not not in those terms. You know, I've thought about obviously what what God would have done if Abraham had a decided not to be faithful. Obviously, he would have raised somebody else up. You know, like, but I haven't really thought about how that you know affects me. Um, yeah, so that's not something I really. Abraham is part of your story. Moses is part of your story. Um, David, King David, is part of your story, and all the way through all these people, I believe with all my heart that Stephen grasped that and even though he had only been a believer for a few short weeks in the messiah and jesus messiah he was so grateful that jesus messiah chose him that he was willing to do anything anytime any place for him he was all in and you see that in what he did in chapter seven and so what we see in acts chapter six verses eight through fifteen is kind of this unveiling of his character in a lot of ways. We see these different things as part of his character. But the most important thing about Stephen is he's a man fully surrendered. And and we see God revealing the impact of a man fully surrendered. In fact, do you know what his name means? Stephen means victor's crown. It's like the crown of victory. And so uh, in Stephen, we see a man full of faith. We see a man full of the Holy Spirit. We see a man full of wisdom. We see a man full of grace, a man full of power, a man full of courage, and a man full of God's presence. And all these characteristics come out in this text. And I want to just, I want us to start in Acts 5, I'm sorry, Acts 6, verses 5, and read all the way through 15, just so you can say the names again. All right. <laughs> no, no. See how you do. got this, man. <laughs> And, and what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit, and Philip, 
and Procurus and Nicanor and Timon and Parmenas and Nicholas, a proselyte of Antioch. These they set before the apostles, and they prayed and laid their hands on them. And the word of God continued to increase. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of grace and power, was doing great wonders and signs among the people. Then some of those who belonged to the synagogue of the freedmen, as it was called, and of the Cyrenians, and the Alexandrians, and of those from Cilicia and Asia, rose up and disputed with Stephen. But they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then they secretly instigated men who said, We have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes, and they came upon him and seized him and brought him before the council. And they set up false witnesses who said, This man never ceases to speak words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth will destroy this place and will change the customs that Moses delivered to us. And gazing at him, all who sat in the council saw that his face was like the face of an angel. May God bless his word. Stephen, man, what a guy. You know, back when I was in the Marine Corps, uh, there was a guy who said, courage isn't the absence of fear, but it's assessing that something's more important than that fear within you. And that's really what you see in Stephen. I, I don't think Stephen was unafraid. You know, we, we have this idea that and, and to be courageous means to be unafraid. And it doesn't. Um, back, you know, uh, the theme for our retreat this summer is Rock Kazakamats, which is what? Only be strong and courageous. Why do you think Moses had to tell Joshua that several times? You think he was afraid? Yeah. I mean, the, one of the greatest men in the history of the Israelite people, and he's replacing him? That'd be big shoes. And so he was told, only be strong, only be strong and courageous. And, and so courage isn't not having fear, but it's assessing, man, this, what I've got to do is more important. So whether it's sharing our faith, whether it's speaking the truth in a culture that's hostile and, re- I mean, really rebellious against God in so many ways, I mean, we have to rebel against our culture. Yeah. I mean, as believers, we've got to rebel against the culture around us and say, no, this is truth. We pray for our culture, but we stand on truth and we speak truth. Stephen is a great example for that. And um, he and he was a bridge between the apostles, Peter and the apostles, and the early church, the ministry really of of Paul to the Gentiles. He tied in Peter in this early ministry to the Jewish people, and then Paul being sent to the Gentiles. So that's what we're going to be looking at all week. So I hope people will stay tuned. It's really, really good stuff for us in our walk. Yeah. So make sure you stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That's at SWAT Radio Talk. And you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the break. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. 
If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is brought to you in part by Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. Ace Door and Window Service, Inc. is a full-service sales door and window installation company. Both of the owners are licensed contractors and are involved in the daily operations of the company. All of their trucks are company-owned and fully equipped. Their mission is to provide Jacksonville and the surrounding area with door and window replacement services. To learn more, call 904-701-3667. That's 904-701-DOOR. Or online at www.astore.com. Push, I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door, I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without That is uh, Chainbreaker by Zach Williams Welcome back to Swat. No, no, that was Freedom Hymn by oh, Austin man. French. I get those two mixed up all the time. <laughs> that was... It's because is, uh, in Freedom <laughs> Hymn, he says chains breaking. Uh, no. That's what I think. Uh, of, no, because yeah. uh, you go chain breaker. That, I'm like, that's not Zach. I haven't made that mistake in a while. <laughs> that was, yeah. That's okay. Hey, um, it, you know, there uh, there was something else I wanted to talk about today that I, 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 it just escapes me at this point because we... We kind of got into the text, which is good. I, I like being in the text, but it was something our culture. And I was talking about standing firm in our culture. Hold on just a second. Let me see if I can uh, jog my memory just a second because I was. Uh, in the meantime, yeah. if you'd like to join the discussion, you have any questions, feel free to call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's one 844 swat or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. Again, that's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. And you can ask us any questions or, or talk about anything that we've talked about today um, or what we've talked about in Acts. So it, it doesn't have to be, um, you know, don't don't feel constrained. And feel free to just speak whatever's on your mind. I mean, we, we're just living at a time, you know, I, 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 uh, I said this um, earlier before we went to break about rebelling against the culture. Um, this past weekend I was watching, um, a church. Well, it's a guy we're going to have on, uh, uh we're going to have, uh, like I said, we're going to have Congressman John Rutherford on Thursday. Next week, we're going to have Owen Strahan on who's great. Um, he's, he's speaking at Denton Bible church mm. on, uh, the woke conference in June. And then, uh, Thursday following that, I'm sorry, the Friday following that I'm gonna have Tommy Nelson on. And I love Tommy. Uh, Tommy's the pastor at Denton Bible. And Tommy, uh, this past Sunday, he was um, he was just sharing about our culture because it was a graduation day for mm. the high schoolers, and and he had also the kids up there, and they had kids go through the uh, the whole Bible, Genesis through Revelation, with hand motions mm. and 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 just little phrases, right, all the way through it. And I was just watching them. I was watching the faces and all these kids, and they were 
They were excited about what they were saying. Now, I granted, some of these kids are going to grow up. They're, they're all going to struggle. We all struggle in our culture. But they're raising up kids that are te- they're teaching them the Bible. And so many places, uh, you know, they, they're not doing that anymore. Yeah. They're teaching them life lessons or talking about other things. They're teaching these kids the Bible. And I, I, I had a conversation the other day with somebody who's never been taught the Bible. I mean, can you imagine somebody in their 20s never taught anything in this country about the Bible? You know, I would have thought that that was unlikely with the way that I grew up. But, uh, you know, it, more and more as I've got to know how other people have come up, it's not quite as uh, stunning as it used to be to me. Just because of so many people who I've met who at least... If not nothing, they hardly know anything, you know? Yeah, I, I just, you would think in this, well, and uh, another person I asked, they've never owned a Bible. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've never owned one. And they were open to owning one. And so, you know, uh, one of the statistics that Rick Brackett shared when he did discipleship training last month with us is that in Florida, in, you know, in the state of Florida, Nine out of every ten people you meet don't know Jesus mm. by their own profession. Now that's that's wild to me. Yeah, and and even in St. John's County, Northeast Florida area here, Jacksonville and uh, McClenny, all that in the same place, people don't know Jesus. Nine out of ten, eighty nine percent, eighty nine percent that's like nine out of ten i mean would you ever have imagined that Mm-mm. i mean yet we got churches on every street corner yeah and yet all these people don't profess and one of the things that uh we as believers need to do is be courageous about just sharing with people just asking people hey you know what you mind if i share a story with you you know sure why not um you know, there was a time in my life where I thought uh, my purpose and my identity came from what I did. I was a pilot in the Marine Corps. Or there was a time in my life where I thought it came from what I did. I, I played sports in college, and it was all about that or whatever. But I had an encounter with Jesus Christ, and it changed my life. Just that statement alone. And if they blow you off, they blow you off. They, they say, hey, I don't want to talk about that. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll pray for you. And then go about your business. Mm-hmm. What if every believer that professes the name of Jesus started doing that and just in our little area here? I, I just think that so many of us get caught up in our own issues, our own uh, hectic schedule. We forget that there's all these people around us that don't know Jesus. And we have opportunities and one day we're going to have to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, you know what? I put you in the middle of a place where you had nine out of 10 people that don't know Jesus. And you and listen, we have this idea that you've got to start from Genesis and go through Revelation with somebody. Um, there's a book I'm reading. I think I told you about it called Tactics mm-hmm. by a guy named Greg Kukul. And um, anyway, he just says, leave a rock in their shoe. You just want to leave a rock in their shoe. And it's really, really helpful to think about that. 
you know, can I ask you a question? Um, I come in here every day and you just, you look like you got a lot of weight on your shoulders. Is there anything I can pray for? Just asking somebody like that. I can't tell you, Taylor, over the last 20 years, how many people my wife and I have asked in restaurants and you've, we've had people cry mm. and just have to leave the table because they were overwhelmed with emotion. They you know what they ask when they all come back. What church do you go to? They want to know why, yeah. because people care. And, and so I, I've, I've been asked that just in the last couple of weeks, a couple of times, what church do you go to, you know, just for praying for people, trying to, to be a witness to people. And we need to be bold. And Stephen is a great example of that. And we see in him a man full of faith. And we're going to really get in this tomorrow. Verse five says he was a man full of, um, faith he was a man full of faith in the the and also uh out of the holy spirit and here's the thing about stephen How, there were thousands of people there and they had to select a man full of the spirit and wisdom and he's the first one on the list the first one mentioned and they give a descriptive after his mm-hmm. name nobody else gets a descriptive except for the proselyte i mean that's he's just known for converting into a you know, Judaism. But Stephen is, it says a man full of faith. You know what that means to be full of faith means he's controlled by it. That that's the dominating force in his life. What about you? If you're listening out there, what role does faith in the one true living God play in your life? Does it, does it control you? Uh, does what you listen our faith always controls us the question is what object of our faith is the dominating force of our life because we all believe in something what we really believe is either a god is who he said he is and he's in charge we're accountable to him b God may be who he said he is, and I'm not really sure, so I'm operating under my authority. Mm. That's where a lot of us end up operating or see, um, yeah, I don't even believe in God, so I'm my own authority. I do what I want to do. Really, those are the only three possibilities, really, right? I mean, you either believe that he is who he said he is and he's the authority over you, two, you believe he could be, but you're just not sure, so you kind of exercise authority in your life. Or C, you just reject him outright and you don't care. And so Stephen was a man who was underneath. He was all in. He was underneath God's authority. He was controlled by faith. And tomorrow when we come back, we're going to dive into these characteristics, faith, the Holy Spirit, wisdom, grace, power, courage, and God's presence. And we're going to start with faith and really look at what Stephen believed because what you believe about God is the most important thing about you. It really is. Uh, you can say what you believe, but what's really at the core of what you believe is always seen in your actions. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And, you know, that's something I think that if you're a, a Christian or you grew up Christian, you hear that a lot, but don't take a lot of time to really think about, you know, the the impact of that statement and how much it applies to to you as an individual yeah you know so yeah i hear you yeah so so as we we think about that 
our our faith and and I, I shared this at the swap meetings what we believe is at the very core of our life and and I want you to picture concentric circles and I'll I'll come back over this tomorrow cuz I know we're we're short on time but what we believe is at the core the next circle around our belief is our goals and values then the next circle around that is our actions okay and our our, our the 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 things we actually choose to do mm-hmm. the next uh, circle around that is what people see in us the institution we build and present what we try to do is change the appearance which is the outer circle right we even try to change our our choices right modify our behavior we might even go so deep as to change our priorities and our values but What's at the very core is what we believe. So even if you change all those other circles, ultimately what filters back through, it's like a virus in a computer. You can't change what's at the core. You know what I'm saying? Only God can change that. What I'm saying is you can change all the other things. I can't, I shouldn't say you can't change what's at the core. You can change all the other things, but if you don't change what's at the core, yeah. all those other changes are going to ultimately come back to what's right. in the core. Yep. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's good. So we'll talk about that tomorrow, too. All right. So make sure that you tune in because we are out of time for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store, and you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. At SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual